0: already knew. She knew the news would be bad, and in that instant she couldn't think about surgery or radiation or how sick she was bound to get. Neither could she think the unthinkable, about regrets or do-overs or things she wished she hadn't done. Instead, only one question consumed her soul. How in the world would her family live without her? The idea of meeting with the birth mother gave Aaron Hogan a bad feeling from the beginning. Their adoption attorney had warned them against it, but with four weeks until their baby daughter's birth, Aaron couldn't tell the woman no. Sam agreed. Whatever the outcome, they would meet the birth mother, hear what she had to say, and pray that nothing, absolutely nothing, would damage the dream of bringing home their daughter. The meeting was set to take place in 30 minutes at a small park not far from Aaron and Sam's Austin home, where they would spend an hour with the birth mother, Candy Santana, and her two children. On the way out the door that day, Aaron's stomach hurt. Sam? She paused near the nursery door and gazed in. I know. He stopped at her side and ran his fingers over her arms. You're worried. Yes, the nursery was entirely pink and white, pink walls and a white crib with pink bedding and dresser topped with pink teddy bears. It smelled faintly of fresh paint and baby powder. Erin folded her arms and pressed her fist into her middle. Everything's been going so well, her eyes found Sam's. Why now? I don't know. He kissed the top of her head and studied the nursery. Maybe she wants to see how excited we are. The possibility seemed like a stretch. Despite the warm March, Texas morning, Aaron shivered and turned toward the front door. Let's get it over with. The short ride to the park was silent, mostly because Aaron was afraid to talk afraid to speculate about what might happen or why in the world the birth mother would want to meet them now, without the social worker or attorney or anyone official. They parked the car and headed toward a picnic table. Ten minutes later, a young woman and two small girls headed toward them. Next to her was a thin man with long hair and mean, dark eyes. Who's he? Aaron whispered. They were sitting on top of the table, their feet on the bench, as they waited. Sam frowned. Trouble. The approaching couple held hands. As they drew closer, Aaron felt the knot in her stomach grow. Candy was very pregnant, dressed in worn-out dirty clothes and broken flip-flops. The man's arms were splattered with tattoos. On one was a rooster with a full plume of feathers and the word cock in cursive beneath it. The other arm had the full naked figure of a woman framed on top by the name Bonnie. Erin swallowed to keep from shuddering. She lowered her gaze to the girls who were running a few feet in front of the adults. Candy's youngest daughter was maybe two years old and wore only a droopy diaper. The other girl, not much older, had a runny nose. Both children had blonde, matted hair, lifeless eyes, and vacant expressions, the look of neglect and emotional disconnect. The same way Candy's unborn child would look one day if something happened to the adoption process, or if Candy changed her, no, God, don't let me think like that. The couple was a few feet away now and Aaron could feel the color draining from her face. Please get us through this meeting. Hi. Candy gave them a look that fell short of a smile. The right side of her upper lip twitched and she rubbed her thumb against it. This is Dave, the baby's dad. The baby's dad? A thin wire of terror wrapped itself around Aaron's neck. Ah uh- She forced herself to smile. Hello, I'm Aaron. Next to her, Sam held out his hand to the tattooed man. Hi. Dave shook Sam's hand, but refused to look either Sam or Aaron in the eyes. Instead, he shifted his gaze from candy.